Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Really just highlighted to me how much of our life and our world that we take for granted as just being the reality, the truth is an artificial construct. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 188. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I am your host, Dr. Yami board-certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Welcome back, veggie lovers. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas, are staying warm with your family and getting a few plants in your diet. This is the last episode of 2021, believe it or not. And I'm not going to be talking about food once again. So I hope that you enjoy these episodes. If not, feel free to skip it. And I promise I'll get back to food and plants plant-based diets and lifestyle medicine soon. But I'm going to talk to you today about five concepts that I want to remind myself of mainly. So I've told you before in these episodes that a lot of the things I say, it's because I need to hear those things. I'm not some sort of perfect person. I'm not particularly wise. I make a lot of mistakes. I definitely have bad days and I get down. And these are things that as the year comes to a close, I want to remind myself of and allow them to guide me 
in my future and my next steps as we enter 2022. But before I get into those, I want to tell you what I have planned for the coming year. So I have been committed for the last year and a half to drop at least weekly episodes when we get particularly good at what we're doing and the machine is well-oiled and I have lots of time. Sometimes we drop bonus episodes. We did that for a while, but right now we are scraping by with weekly episodes, making sure that we're keeping the content of high quality. I hope that you agree. If not, drop me a line and let me know. We are doing our best, however, so (laughs) just be aware of that. But I'm excited for 2022 because I have lots of good things planned. So one of the first things is I want to take a deep dive into understanding weight bias and weight stigma, learning more about and also educating more about health at every size, why I think it's important and how anybody can integrate it into their lives, as well as speaking to different experts and hearing different perspectives on our relationship with our food and body. I want to delve more into that uncomfortable place of the gray, of the in-between, and just seeing all of the things that we can tease out and learn about being in the middle and less extreme one way or the other. I also had a listener reach out who wants to hear more about cholesterol and why there are some people that despite eating a plant-based diet, moving their bodies, keeping their stress low, they may still experience high cholesterol and what the recommendations are for people like that. So I have reached out to some experts that are plant-based, cardiologists, and hopefully we'll be hearing from them soon. I also want to do a deep dive on protein because literally the protein concerns never die. They never die. But I think there's some things that I've been curious about just because for the past six months, I have started doing very consistent strength training three times a week. And wow, I am literally in the best shape that I've been in my life and I'm actually going to get a body composition scan today because I was just so curious to see how much muscle I've put on since the last time I got my body composition analyzed. And y'all, my diet recently has been very heavy in the non-starchy veggies. So I'm just really curious about this whole protein thing and strength thing. So I want to hear from experts on protein, but also vegan athletes and their perspectives. And then of course, I'm going to keep hitting the food topics. We're gonna do a deep dives on spices, herbs, nuts and seeds, non-starchy veggies. And I've also had some requests to do some episodes on how to respond to pushy friends and family members when they're either concerned about your children or are trying to get you to change how you raise your children as far as diet and lifestyle things. And then also I'm going to do an episode on packing lunches for your kids. That's going to be several months out. So this is what I'm planning for 2022. If there's a topic you really want to hear about, email me or DM me on Instagram. My email is yami, Y-A-M-I at dryami.com. That's spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-Y-A-M-I.com. And 
put in your request soon because my calendar is filling up and I'm going to be getting some guests lined up, squeezing them in where I can because my schedule is really, really packed. So let's talk about these five concepts. And there's a lot of things you may not agree with me on, and that's okay. I'm not making these episodes. I'm not creating these episodes for everybody to agree with me. Like I said, I do this mostly for myself, but also because I love thinking about these things and maybe some of them get a little deep, but it's the end of the year. It's time to reflect. It's time to contemplate and think about where we're going into the coming year. So the first concept I've spoken about before on the podcast, but mostly in my newsletter, and that is we, you, I, we have a fixed inherent worth that is not determined by anything material or tangible. There's nothing that you need to do or should do or have to do or can do to change your worth. Everybody has inherent worth they're born with that remains with them for the entirety of their lives, their eternity, no matter what. This is something that I believe. Not everybody believes this and that's okay. But I think me believing this helps me. Now, some people in their lives, and I have at many points in my life, and I still sometimes fall back on this, and that's why I have to remind myself of it. Sometimes we start connecting things like our social status, our economic status, cognitive capacity, physical abilities, even genetic potential, we start trying to connect that with our worth. But I think the most liberating thing is, the most freeing thing and reassuring thing is that we don't have to do anything to earn or bolster our worth. And you can't change anybody else's worth either. Like sometimes we judge other people and we see them as lower or we want to be better. We, we have this whole thing where we want to rank ourselves compared to others, but guess what? You can't change anybody else's worth either. It is fixed and it is eternal. So I find this liberating. I find this to mean that in our life, instead of making choices, instead of doing certain things in our life to try to earn worth or increase or change our worth, we get to decide what metric we want to use to determine our success. Is it going to be well-being, joy, peace, contentment, fun, adventure? You can choose, you can choose what your North Star is going to be instead of worth because Worth is fixed. It's like already given. There's nothing you need to do to change it. So instead of using that worth or that perception that you can change your worth, how do you want to measure your time here? And maybe measure is not the right word, but how, how do you want to determine how to spend your time on this planet? Because you get to decide. And that leads me to the second concept. Our world and our lives are made up of multiple layers of artificial constructs. And this was really cemented for me when I read this book called Sapiens. And now I cannot remember the name of the author, but we will make sure and link it in the podcast episode, Sapiens. It pretty much blew my mind because it was one of those books that I knew a lot of those things and I understood a lot of those things, but having it together in one book 
really just highlighted to me how much of our life and our world that we take for granted as just being the reality, the truth is an artificial construct. So what is an artificial construct? Artificial constructs are objects, materials, and processes that do not occur naturally and are created by human beings. So what are some examples of artificial constructs? Let's, let's just start with one of the ones that we think is just, you know, we just take it for granted as being the truth, time. Time is an artificial construct, okay? Like, you know what's really interesting? This is something I learned after my son who came from Ethiopia. We went to Ethiopia. We came home from Ethiopia. Ethiopia is seven years behind the rest of the world. Their calendar is literally seven years behind. So today in Ethiopia, it is April the 14th of 2014. So if you want to time travel, just go to Ethiopia and you can go seven years back, okay? And that is because they have a different calendar. Their calendar is made up of 13 months. Their new year is actually September 11th. That is when they celebrate New Year. Time is an artificial construct. If you can go to another country that's literally seven years and has a whole different calendar, Time is made up. It's made up. We have determined that a minute is a minute and an hour is an hour. We made all of that up. Does that blow your mind or have you ever thought about this before? Okay, what else is an artificial construct? Oh, the the other thing too that I didn't realize until I had a friend from Arizona. Arizona does most of the state does not follow daylight savings time. So there's places in Arizona where you you're going from one city to another and you're in a different time zone. So just think about that. Think about how we made up daylight savings time and we go back and forth and we get to determine what time it is. And then like in a split second, it suddenly jumps an hour back or forth. Like it's made up. Time is an artificial construct. What else? This is something that I talk to my older son about all the time. And I wish I would have understood this when I was younger, but grades, grades are completely made up. It's an artificial construct. So we have determined that a certain grade is passing. We have determined that you earn a certain grade this way. It is all made up. In fact, schooling is all made up. And now for a very important message. Hey, veggie lover. If you are looking for free resources to guide you on your plant-based and healthy living journey, go to dryami.com forward slash free for tons of free downloadable PDFs. Hundreds of people have taken advantage of my tips to help them reduce meat and dairy consumption, navigate eating out, and build satisfying plant-based meals. Download one or download them all. And don't forget to share with friends and family. DrYami.com forward slash free. And now back to the episode. We in the United States, at least, have determined that the majority of kids are going to go to school from these months to these months, from this time to this time, and they're going to learn these subjects. We made up curriculums. It's completely made up. There was a time in the history of humanity where there was no such thing as school. You just were born and you grew up and you learned from your elders and that was the way you learned. But now we have this thing called school. 
which for a lot of us that have been raised in this reality of school, it's a huge part of our lives and being graded and that achievement is a huge part. And now I will say that I love school. And I, I get a lot of gratification. In fact, I sometimes get too much gratification. My older son has started studying for the SAT. And I kid you not that there is literally a part of me that wants to take the SAT over again just to see what score I would get. Like I want to study for it and take it again because I literally get a thrill from being tested. And just think that there's people that get anxiety and panic attacks from tests. I get a thrill from being tested and it's a completely artificial construct. And I have determined how I want emotionally to feel in relation to that event, you know? So schooling grades, all artificial constructs. How about another huge one that determines a big part of our lives? Money. Money is completely made up. There was a point in our lives in humanity where there was no money. Money did not exist. But at some point, we started assigning certain value that we all agreed upon to something. It was bills or coins. And now, most people in the modern world don't even have a physical or tangible representation of money. It's all digital. You basically just transfer from one bank to another little numbers of electronic whatever. I don't even know how to explain it because I'm not smart enough to understand how all that digital stuff works. But I mean, just think of it. We've gone from not having money to having physical, tangible money to now it's just numbers on a screen. It's literally numbers on a screen. What if that was fake? Like what if one morning you woke up and your bank account said you had $10 million? How would you feel? It's just a number on a screen. It's literally nothing physical has changed. Like that blows my mind, you know? Like it's a completely made up thing. And I'm not saying that because it's an artificial construct, it doesn't have meaning. Absolutely has meaning and absolutely there's consequences, right? Like having this digital representation of money, of something that you've earned, of something that has value can make a difference in your life. But just know that this is a reality that we have made up. This is a reality that we have all agreed upon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. How about achievements? That's an artificial construct too. Like there was times in our lives when certain things meant nothing, but now we have a whole culture that is made up of certain achievements and achieving certain things. Even appearance, just think about it. Think about how different cultures have different standards of beauty, have different ways that they perceive beauty, different jewelry or tattoos or the way they wear their hair. You know, this is all something that we have decided is going to be our reality. They're artificial constructs. So with all of that being said, how this helps me is to know that 
we can decide what holds value for us. So we are going to determine what our own standards are going to be. The way that I do this is by tuning into my values. And this is something I learned from a friend too, and it really helps me is every few months, at least every six months, every 12 months, evaluating my values, writing down my values. What is it that I value? What do I want to focus on in this life? It doesn't have to be one of these artificial constructs that we have decided as a culture, as a society is going to mean a certain thing. So even though this is a reality we've made up and it does have consequences and it does affect us, it doesn't have to rule your life as much as you think it does. Just think of it as we're all playing in this game that we've made up, but you can change the rules for yourself if you want to. Get clear on your values first. Write down what your top five values are and see whether all of the cultural standards of you know, goodness or achievement or success are what lines up with your own personal values because it's all made up anyway. Okay. So anyway, I hope that made some sense, but just thinking about it sometimes blows my mind. It's really fun actually in some ways and very liberating. And now for a very important message. Hey mama, if you are feeling frustrated about mealtime battles, worried that your child isn't eating enough or eating enough vegetables, afraid that your child is going to get some awful deficiency or disease because of the lack of diversity in their diet, I wrote a book that might be for you. A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy is available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. Did you know that most children are born with the innate ability to eat the appropriate amount of food to satisfy their hunger and support appropriate growth? Despite this, parents are still anxious and confused about how much and what to feed their children. In addition, many children are labeled as picky eaters or develop behaviors such as hiding and sneaking food. There's also a growing epidemic of dieting behaviors and eating disorders beginning at alarmingly young ages. In my book, you'll learn the five pillars of healthy eating, how to apply intuitive eating through all the stages of development, lifestyle habits that support healthy eating and body image, troubleshooting and problem solving for picky eaters, overeating and dieting behaviors, how to create and foster a healthy body image in your children, how exploring your own body image and relationship with food will help raise an intuitive eater, and what foods to offer your child at different stages of development. A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy, available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. Are you ready for a fresh approach to feeding your child? For more information, visit dryami.com forward slash book. And now back to the episode. Okay, so the next step, there are no absolutes and there often exists more than one truth simultaneously. This one also blows my mind. Some things we think are completely absolute. Like if, if you were to say, like, ask me what, 
is something that is absolutely true. I guess the first thing I would have thought is everybody dies and death is certain and we're all going to die. But you know what? I don't think that has to be absolute. Now, before you turn this off, let me just say this. I have been doing a lot of reading recently in the past few months on near-death experiences and it's just like fascinating stuff. And there are experts that can't agree on what defines death. As a doctor, we have some things that we go by on how we pronounce somebody dead and looking at, you know, the heart rate, you can look at brainwaves, things like that. But there are some experts that say even that might not determine death because people might achieve those measures and they might come back. There've been episodes like that. And then to take it a step further, there are people that are cryopreserved that there is some belief that at some point in the future, they may be able to come back to life. I know it's a little creepy and a little bit different, but then what determines death? What determines the end? You know, that's an example of how maybe some things that we think are absolute may not be absolute. You just never know. It is easier to believe that things are black and white, that they're cut and dry, but there's often more gray in there than is comfortable. So the way that this helps me is that I see this as a representation of opportunity and possibility. If there's no absolutes, if there can be more than one truth simultaneously, that means that there's so much that's possible. There's so many ways that we limit ourselves, that we limit our potential, that we limit what we want to do in this life, in this time that we have here in this earth. There are things that we thought were true that at some point are, we, dis, we determined we were able to see that they weren't true. Like some of the limits to the human body, like the barrier for running the mile, you know, like things that we thought weren't possible. So don't let yourself be limited by our current perception of absolutes and remind yourself that it's okay for there to exist multiple truths at once. Just because somebody else has a certain truth, it doesn't have to be your truth. Your truth can be different and that's okay. Allow yourself to get uncomfortable when you encounter something that contradicts your belief and understanding. Can there be room for more than one truth? So this opens up possibility. It opens up creativity. It opens up our potential, but hopefully when we see it this way, it also opens up our heart and our compassion and our empathy to allow there to be more than one perspective, even when it's so uncomfortable, which right now there's a lot of discomfort in our world. You know, there's so much, but it's okay for things to get uncomfortable. We can learn from it. Number four, it's okay to start over and it's okay to change your mind. I think especially for people like me that think about black and white and want to go one path and achieve something and not look back and also have this whole block against quitting things or stopping things or changing your path, being seen as inconsistent. I think this helps me a lot. This is your life 
And the only way to live life is to live it. So what I mean by that is we can't know how things are going to go sometimes until we try it. We have to try things. And sometimes when we try and experience things, we love it. And sometimes we don't, but the only way to know is to try it. So don't be afraid of trying. Don't be afraid even of going a long way down a path, getting to the end and realizing this isn't the path I thought it was going to be. I'm going to choose a different path. That's okay. I'm a very passionate person. So I get passionate about a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And I try a lot of things. I'm not afraid to try things, but what's difficult for me is to change my mind and to say, you know, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but it's okay. It's okay to course correct, go with the flow and be willing to be engaged in your life journey because it's the only way to experience life fully. Okay. So it's okay to start over. It's okay to change your mind, it's okay to course correct. And finally, which I have to remind myself over and over again, when it comes to our well-being and longevity, consistency over a period of time is way more powerful than short-lived moments of perfection. Consistency over perfection consistency over perfection. I recorded a podcast episode on cognitive distortions. It's a couple of episodes back, episode number 186, to help myself and help you think about ways that our black and white thinking, our all or nothing thinking is holding us back and keeping us trapped. So this is just another reminder that instead of going from one extreme to another, you're either all in or you're not doing it at all. Where can you align your habits in a way that feels sustainable, in a way that feels manageable, in a way that feels joyful and contributes to your life rather than leads to more stress and then sustain that over time. Keep doing it and then see what happens. Be patient, enjoy the journey. And you know, I'm going back to talk about my strength training journey that I've been on the past six months because as you may know, I love cardio. I love running, I love spinning, I I love all the cardio, but when it comes to resistance, it's like really hard for me to stay with, to stay consistent with it. And I'll do good for like eight weeks, maybe even 12 weeks, but then it slowly falls off. So this is the longest I've ever been consistent as much as I have three times a week. And the way that it works, because I love the personal trainer we work with because he keeps me grounded in that you don't have to just like go all out and try to lift the heaviest weights and try to do this crazy long workout. He gives us workouts that we can do at home and like I can actually get them done in less than 30 minutes, but the evidence is there that this works. My body composition is changing. I see my muscles are coming out. I'm getting more toned. I'm getting more defined. I'm getting stronger but I've had to be patient. It's not gonna, you're not gonna see results in two weeks. You have to keep going. So how can you make it sustainable so that you actually want to do? And my personality has changed. So now I actually look forward to my strength training 
sessions. Like I've never had that in my entire life looked forward to doing strength training. It always felt like it was going to be this horrible torture and I don't want to do it. And I find ways to avoid it. But now I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be manageable. I'm going to be able to do it. I have self-efficacy and I'll be able to see improvements and progress slowly over time. So remember, when it comes to well-being and longevity, when it comes to these habits that we want to implement in our lives, consistency over a period of time is way more powerful than the short-lived moments of perfection or going all out. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but when we want to incorporate these things in our lives and you know you have that all or nothing personality, focus on consistency and progress. Veggie lovers, Happy holidays, happy new year. I hope that 2021 was a good year for you. I am so looking forward to 2022. I hope that there are so many great things that are gonna come to your life. I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for listening. Reach out to me. Tell me what you want to hear next year, what you've liked so far. If you've liked these episodes that are a little bit different, Thank you so much. I hope that you have a very plantastic last week of the year and I will catch you in 2022. Hey, veggie lover. I hope that you loved today's episode. Will you take a second and do me a huge favor? Please subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. You're the reason I'm here and I want to share it all with you. Thank you for listening and have a plantastic day. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.